0: Hello everybody and welcome to The Ponytail Show, this is the show, this is the very first episode and I am your host Lauren and a very warm welcome. This show is about seeing the world through the glasses of others and I want to explore the universe through the shoes of my pals in the industry. with that, I'm going to invite my buddy Nigel Caborn and his daughter Sophie Caborn as my very first guests on the show, if I can actually figure out how that works. This is my first time doing this. Now. Please bear with me, friends. Uh, hey guys, nice to see ya. Hey Trail, how are you? time no nice to see Now I just need to explain to everyone, um, Nigel and Sophie are live from their studio Newcastle, where the Nigel K1 uh, office is. And I'm here live in Thailand from my parents' house where the internet connection sucks so please bear with us everyone i just like to tell everyone a little bit about how i met nige and how we you know hung out worked together and had so much fun together over the years um so basically nige when did we met probably about five or six years ago now.
1: I think I think we met in the army gym in London about six years ago when you first came to interview me. This was before yeah. you started your business. I that mean, you've always heck- had your own business, but I mean your women's wear business.
0: Yeah. So, so, yeah, let me explain for those folks who are just fresh um, listening from Niger's um, following base or from my following base. So... Me, I'm ponytail Lauren. I have a women's wear business called Women's Wear W apostrophe Menswear, and Nigel is the OG British authentic menswear guy guru who is has had his business for probably over fif- well, about I started I, actually 15. I started
1: in flower power '67. I started really
0: yeah so you've had your business really the longest you know out of anyone that I know in the business so yeah. and you really went since we met we became such great friends and you really showed me the ropes on how to run a fashion business from ground up so I really so I really owe you a lot. Um, I have so much respect for you and for my business, so thanks,
1: Nigel. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, to be honest, I think you, you, you know, I respect you a hell of a lot as well because I love your energy and, you know, I love the energy of young people. And I'm really lucky that maybe I've got, you know, a dozen people around the world. Who have got a lot of energy. Or all, we're all relate. We're all sort of doing it's been the similar thing and helping each other, and we've become great friends doing that. Yeah. And, well, and the you, thing about yeah. you,
0: Nigel, is like you. I think friendships are a really important thing to you, and that's how you you run your business and you you live your life. You know, you are so passionate about your work um, as a menswear designer and. You travel all over the world, um, usually for your work, and you meet people along the way who inspire you, yeah. which is yeah. Yeah, which is so fun. But, yeah,
1: and, and I think you and I have been very lucky because I think we've been to Japan about six times together. And uh, I want to show I want to show everybody our best friend, the Magician. Yeah, and we trained with this religiously. Um, I think on every trip and. I know that yeah. once we did maybe 15 days out of 17 with this yeah, medicine, well, with three medicine balls. this is a 5K, but we had a 7K, and I was amazed how you could pick up and do all the exercises with 7K. So, yeah, so for those who, who don't
0: know what the hell we're talking about, so let's, wind it back a little bit. So yeah. I met you in the Army Gym, which is your store in London. In London. Um, about six years ago. Yeah. Uh, I actually came to interview you for an article that I was writing. And we just hit it off. We were best buddies from the start. Two peas in a pod. So then um, you invited me to do a fashion show in Tokyo. That's right. With
1: your best friend, Joe. <laughs> From yes. who, was, who was working for Double RL in Hong Kong. And you introduced yes. him to me and I met him in Hong Kong. And then I met a whole load of people in Hong Kong through Joe and Joe and I became really good friends. And, and he's really your best friend from from being, at, I think- Yes, a from art school. Yeah. yeah. Our yeah. friend
0: Joe, shout out to Joe right now. You're probably yeah.
1: listening. So Joe, not... Joe's met some of my team. He met Kyle and um he's a, he's a yes. great I and mean, he's now i think he's made of billionaire's club now isn't he
0: yeah he's at yeah. um bbc ice cream shout out to joe yeah. um so yeah so we did a fashion show for you in tokyo it was yeah. so fun you were
1: great both of you
0: it wasn't like a a fashion serious like no, high fashion show it was just all about having fun like there was a live band like um and yeah, i had, all my, v- had all my favorite,
1: i had all my favorite vintage pieces actually and, yes. and, and and clutch magazine asked me to take my 250 most fa- favorite pieces as a backdrop to the fashion show and they're yes. all in this little book here and this has I all my that. favorite vintage pieces and, and we, yeah. it was a really different fashion show to anything done before in Japan, I think.
0: Yeah, it was really chill and like just all, it was just all about friendships, really, which was really yeah. refreshing. And that's something I want to talk about on this podcast is how diverse the fashion industry really is. It's not this um, picture of high fashion, uh, expensive High luxury, nor is it just a picture of um, fast fashion, wasteful, cheaply produced products. There are a huge spectrum of businesses in between that fill the gap and make the universe so rich and beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd just really like to talk about um, your business, Nige, but we haven't finished our little story. So, basically, we did the fashion show then naji
1: Niger- you yeah. Yeah, we did the fashion show and then we became great friends then you met my partners in japan who decided that they, they liked you so much they wanted to represent you so in effect we've been able to do an international business you and i yeah. joined, uh, joining together and uh, of course my japanese partners helped you to establish in Japan. And then of course from there it rolled into you you becoming the face of the woman's on, on the Element collaboration that, that I did two two years ago with Element. And because I realised then that you could skateboard and you were really good at skateboarding, albeit that yeah. you're on a cruise on a cruising skateboard, but you can do it great. And, um, yeah, and you became we, the face of the Nigel Game on element on the women's way. Yeah,
0: I mean, we've had a lot of fun traveling together for work. Yeah, we've been uh, everywhere. we spent a lot actually. of time in Japan together, um, showing our collections. And through that, uh, right. I realised that you are obsessed with working out every single morning, like <laughs> militantly. You love yeah. um, your healthy food. You love traveling and friends are so important to inspire you for for your future collections but also books are really important for you to yeah, inform in your yeah. collections. So um let me ask you about first of all, I I really am curious about how all of this lifestyle has changed since this lockdown period and how what's well, your daily routine like?
1: Well, you know, I've never spent, um, you know, six or seven weeks since Sophie was a child. Obviously, I've been traveling six months of the year, and I see maybe Sophie maybe four or five times a year. And so now, um, I mean, mean, her mum and I don't live together now, but I've still got a good friendship with her mum. And and Sophie lives at the bottom of, of the mum's garden. So she's got a separate separate house. She lives in that house. And I actually go to that house and have some food and we talk. And that was when Sophie said to me, Dad, I want I want to show you all of the books that I pulled together, which you would love. You know, and a lot of these books are amazing. And I got a whole second win of inspiration through my daughter, and so I want to so... introduce my yeah. my my baby daughter here.
2: Hey Sophie. <laughs> Hi,
0: ponytail. <laughs> that was so kind of you and really thoughtful of you to like bring all those books from your own collection and, and you bought some books um, for Nige during this lockdown period. Because it yeah. must be very tough for you, Nige, not to be able to travel. Um, to be well, that,
1: that's the biggest problem. I'm, I, I mean, you know, like, I mean, I see you all the time, you know, I see, you know, I, all the people that work with me, you know, I see them, you know, we, I mean, those people are our joint friends, you know, the yeah. women's wear. I see her a lot because, you know, she's always doing the women's and we're traveling everywhere. I mean, we have Stacy used to work with before who's now emigrated to Australia. I hope Stacey's watching today. Hi Stacey. To and, um, and of course we've got Yuki, who, our yoga teacher out in uh, in Japan who we love and who we train with and I don't know whether we can get Yuki on at some stage to say hi to everybody because she, yeah, we'll
2: she she's
1: taught you girls a lot. Me less because I'm more interested in the more physical things. Yoga's a bit difficult for me. I can't keep my mouth shut for one thing. And uh, secondly, I just like to move about.
0: Yeah. Um, so, tell me, so you told me yesterday that you've been exercising every morning religiously on this lockdown period what kind of exercise have you been
1: doing right well i mean obviously obviously i mean the thing is you, you just can't keep going out obviously obviously you've got to listen to what the government say and to, uh, you know and do what they ask um, but i mean obviously i've been i've been going out to do um with the medicine balls so i'm taking the two medicine balls out to the park which is only about 200 meters from me I go into a big field there where there's nobody and I train with the medicine balls and I do probably about an hour of training with the balls. And, and then I'm doing running um, to try and, you know, try and keep myself strong in case i got the virus. I think it's important. At my age, I need to be super strong. So you never yeah. know. And then, of course, in the afternoons, I'm going out on my fat bike and, and I'm just really looking after myself as well as working about four hours in the office in the afternoon of course today i'm in the office um and of course i I do my work with my books and my vintage clothes and i'm lucky that my daughter can come and help me out because i have very few skills on the on the internet i really Instagram's about the only thing i can use i'm still not using the computer so books and clothing is really important
0: yeah isn't it nice to be able to spend this time
2: together with family, though? Like, it's, it's oh. I mean... Um, well, so, it's, so it's, particularly it's,
1: because she's been really one person that I've kept together with, so...
2: Yeah, um, we never would have had the opportunity to spend this time together, ever, three solid weeks. So I guess yeah. God, every cloud has a silver lining, and that's a big one for us, to yeah. get yeah. to do that and get yeah. to know... A lot more about each other. I know that's a good thing yeah. or bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I,
1: so the, I good thing, <laughs> the good thing <laughs> is that I, would, I wouldn't I would mind showing people a few of the books that Sophie's brought to the table yes, please, because they're please. Very, very, very visual. Um, yes. You know, I love the picture of Edmund Hillary next to the aircraft, you know, on the Antarctic expedition in 56 to 58 a beautiful picture i was able to do all of those clothes from that picture i love the picture of george mallory in 1924 with his whole team i was able to do george mallory clothes so when sophie brings a fantastic new photographer to me which i probably have seen but didn't take much notice of so the first person that sophie brought to me and i'm going to put sophie on you should tell them, so about the books that you brought to your dad. So, um, I
0: did First of all, sorry. All right. Yeah, I was just going to you. Gonna ask you, um, how did you get into photography, Sophie? And, um, yeah,
2: tell us about your passion. So the kind of real short version of it is I wanted to be an artist, but I couldn't draw. So I thought photography was a really good way of expressing the kind of artisticness that I had and the creativity, and I really enjoy. I really enjoy analog cameras, old cam, old film cameras. My dad gave me my my grandpa's old box brownie. I started off with that, and then um I started off went to Newcastle College, and then I went to Edinburgh College of Art, um and I got really into documentary photography and like like my my dad showed me Robert Capper that's kind of my first favorite photographer and then leading on from that Paul Strand, Bill Ackeridge, who we'll talk about today they were my favorite photographers I mean Paul Strand was born in 1890 so he was the first ever documentary photographer this is one of the books that I gave tonight which is on the outer expertise of Scotland and then this one, which is 60 Years of Paul Strand. So it's just, it's kind of one of the first photographers that took pictures that were so glamorous. They were a little, they were natural. They were in the outer head of Purdue, Scotland, in Mexico, in downtown New York. And, and, um, and importantly,
1: what's really caught my eye, Paul Strand, um, Paul Strand in this book is on the Hebrides. He went to the outer Hebrides to stone away on all of these places where all the Harris tweeds made. Can you believe I've got all these pictures of crofters from 1954, I mean, I mean the pictures are fucking great, and I think that uh, this is a great book You're you brought reading. to me. I mean, well, I'm, that's the I'm thing. Really, that's
0: the thing about that's so beautiful and important about using you know books look, as a resource rather than look just. At this, look at this one.
1: I mean, it's got a fair, it's got fair round the neck of a V-neck. I mean, this is 1954. I mean, you've got to understand that most of the ideas that I take are coming from these types of pictures as well, you know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, this was, a great, this was a great find that Sophie brought for me. I may be able to do a whole story on that now. And, and, that, and, Paul, and Paul Strand here is actually, he's, he's photographing young people wearing um, dungarees here. I can't believe it. So look at this. You know, this is like a Libro dungaree. So she sort of brought like Coles to Newcastle for me a little bit. Um, Tell them about the other one, the Ritney.
2: So another one of my favorite photographers is called Bill Etheridge. Again, he's a documentary photographer. One of my favorite series that he did is called Panic in Needle Park. And he did it for Life magazine. And it was a real gritty. Kind of documentary style um, photography thing, and then he did one on skateboarding, which is perfect. And, and this is 19, yeah,
1: 1965. 1965. And I mean, I mean that was before skateboarding really started. I mean, I've got a picture of a skateboarder. and I've got a Vietnam soldier on a skateboard about 1967. But I mean, he actually captured all the youth in in. Um, in New York, you know, on skateboards.
2: How fun and course, is that?
1: And with me doing elements and now vans coming up, you know, this this is just great inspiration. And and she's, she's done an amazing job to give me this one because she got this magazine specially for me, you know. And these I'm are the glad, first pictures I'm of me. So, sorry, can I'm you see yes? it?
0: Yeah. I'm glad yeah. you brought it up because um, when you showed that to me on our like preparation call yesterday, yeah. I actually this morning I found the full publication online, so I was able to read what was inside that magazine, right. and I actually found this article written about. Um, the Vietnam War. Oh, and, I know, I uh, couldn't
1: believe it. I was shocked. I mean, there's a beautiful girl in that Vietnam. In, in this book, there's a great picture of a girl wearing a yeah. army And she just reminds me of you guys. It could be you. It could yeah. be Emily. It could be any of you, you know. You, it, it's a really cool picture. Um, you should well, show that. Find it, then. Um, um, The article that I read in that, um, in that magazine, it
0: was all about like um, men living aboard the aircraft carriers that were stationed in the South China Sea um, during the war and they were just describing, you know, the hot, difficult conditions it was for the crew members on board and how this, there was like a bit of an emotional struggle between the morale of the crew and the protests going on at the same time, anti-war protests going on in the U.S., which which made which kind of made the the servicemen um, feel very torn about you know their time um, spent in the war, seeing so many people die, and at what cost. When when people back home saw that the war was really a waste of time and, and we're protesting against it. Now, I'm definitely not pro-war at all, but it was really interesting to see a different perspective um, on, on that experience, and that came directly from that, that magazine that you showed. Yeah,
1: fantastic. Cool. Yeah, I mean,
0: I was shocked when I, when this magazine
1: came all the way from New York about a week ago. Sophie, Sophie had ordered it. Was it New York or LA? From New York, and, and, and I was shocked to find that there was a whole story in, about Vietnam War. Because as you know, I'm really inspired by Vietnam. And you and I have done some travels to Vietnam and different places. And you love, the, and you love all the inspiration from there as well. Yeah. And you've used, you've used a lot of Vietnam uh, type of idea in your clothing as well. Um, yes. So, and we've been to Vietnam together, so, you know, it's, um, I mean, this picture here, it could be, could, could be you, actually, it could be you, I mean, Maybe you dressed in on,
2: I mean, I
1: said, you guys, you and Emily dressed in these army green stuff, I don't see too many girls dressed in this, I've seen them in LA, but uh, I think it looks really great, and you look great in this stuff as well, so,
0: well, thanks, um, and. So I also saw that you had um, a workwear
1: magazine in your staff. Yeah, show this one, Sorry. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes, so, tell me about this.
1: So, so I'm gonna put this over to Sophie other than, obviously I've got a close relationship with Japan because I've been going to Japan since the early eighties and I've met Mr. Amai, who actually started all of the workwear magazines And um, he's done many, many stories on work where this has been very inspiring for me for Libro. I mean, he did this well before I started Libro anyway. Um, And he actually came to Newcastle to see all my vintage. He'll be about nearly 80 now. He was actually a war photographer in Vietnam as well. And um, so he's part of the Sean Flynn and Tim Page type of era. And um, he came to meet Sophie and maybe you can show them Yeah. See so
2: I met Mr. Amai, I think it was uh, over 10 years ago. Yeah. He actually went out to Japan to meet him first. Yeah. Went to his offices. Then he came back to Newcastle. And I was working for my dad, sort of as an intern at the time, doing a bit of photography. And he sent me a little project, I guess, to keep me busy. Yeah. And uh, I got in my little pink Figaro, and I drove all <laughs> around the coast, because we're so lucky we live next to the coast, and I went to Grimsby, and Beadnall and Neeson Sea, and I took loads of pictures on my film camera of loads of shacks. And he made a book, basically, all on shacks. And I did a little pre-racky for him, of all these shacks along the coast. Um, and he liked it so much, that he gave yeah. me his hand-painted, old nick on camera yeah which is probably my most prized possession I absolutely oh, wow. love he hand painted it himself wow. so, yeah. I, mean,
1: I mean guys this is a great magazine to get and one to you know the work where well, so inspiring you know it's it must be very inspiring for lots of people it's a really good so- japanese one
0: yeah, and what's so important is how much research goes into these magazines, which are really like books that they they're very thoroughly vetted, and I think that's really important to tell folks out there that you know, yeah, the internet is great, but books have such a wealth of yeah. really authentic.
1: Well, information. we may not be able to use the internet, not be able to use the internet particularly. Well, I don't, I don't do any research on internet. What I'm saying is all of my research comes out of physical books. And I've got, you know, two or three thousand books here in my library. And obviously I'm looking at books all the time. And I love images. So I'm driven by images. So When I see a beautiful picture, it tells me a story. I mean, you know, so a story tells a thousand stories to me. A picture. Yeah. Sorry, a picture. chair.
2: And there's you also are a lot of pictures on
0: the internet. Yeah, but sometimes things get retweeted so much and people are not sourcing the original uh, source of the image and meaning gets lost and often misinterpreted. And I think it's really important to mention that. Um, which brings me to the topic of... Um, your friends inspire your design process knowledge. Well, you meet so many people along the way and yeah. there's, yes you need to have the authentic vintage workwear and you need to have the real um, vetted information sources for your research um, but also there's this personality aspect of your inspiration which comes from all the friends you meet along the way on your travels. Um, Honestly, like most of the people that I've met through you, have become really solid friends. And shout out to yeah, all of them for for you know their great like spirit. That sometimes you you can't recreate. You can't. That's something you can't copy. It's something intangible. Personality is so special, and it what. It's what makes small businesses special too.
1: Yeah. Um, I think so. I mean, I mean obviously, uh, people are absolutely key to me above, above everything. And especially with this lockdown, I think everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people must be quite lonely with this lockdown. I mean, mm-hmm. some people don't see anybody. They do have to stay in. And, and um, you know, it's really difficult when you can't have that, Interaction with people, and I've been having that interaction with lots of great, mainly young people, because it's a young business that's still in. I mean, obviously, I know a lot of the old vintage collectors and things, and I know a lot of young people, and the young people I know really are inspiring to me. Uh, you know, I learn a lot from all these young people. I mean, I mean, if you if you take if you would take Emily or Stacy or yourself. You three guys give me loads of hints of, on how to eat, what to eat. And I've got Yuki telling me all about that, you know, the health and what I should do. All the times that we used to train with the balls, Yuki was always there making sure we didn't hurt ourselves and, and doing the thing properly. So all of these people around me, they've, been, they've all helped me in a different way. And I've yeah. helped them in a different way. And that's been all based on good, solid friendship, which I love.
0: Yeah. And and that really reminds me of the flower power spirit. Yes. Of very much. much. And I, that. I was friendship. And that's how we're going to make a better world, you know, after we get out of lockdown. We, it's something we can um, nurture while we're in lockdown, keeping... Keeping friendships um, at our priority, keeping in touch with people, but also like yeah, this pro- this whole uh, the global warming issue, um, the, the the mass production of fast fashion in the world that's choking our oceans. Ooh, sorry about that. Okay. Ooh. Um, we are we are lacking compassion and friendship in the world. So that's, to me, um, an essential part of, you know, it's it's a lifestyle. It's an essential part of the design process, may it be um, subconsciously or not. But, yeah, it's beautiful. And thank you for your wonderful energy, spirit, and, you know, love and compassion, the both of you. It really shows. And we are going to work together to make, this universe a wonderful Great,
1: world. absolutely great.
0: Thanks so much for spending time with me. Thank folks. you, Family Thank you. Yeah, and um, just letting everyone know if you caught the end of this um, series, don't worry. It's going to be um, on video and on audio at ponytailjournal.com. If you don't know about Nigel K. Bourne's Insanely incredible clothing. Hit up at Nigel underscore Bourne and hit up like check out his website. It's it's really um, you know the most thoughtful clothing I've probably been in contact with. And thanks so much for being on the show, guys.
1: Thank
0: you. It was see you soon, baby. Yeah. See, I want see ya. Wouldn't wanna be Bye, Thank everybody. You, Lara. Oh, Lauren. Ha, ha, ha.